friend. Welcome to episode 299 of the Jesus Smart Podcast. I'm Brian Del Turco. You can see the show notes for links and to take things further on today's theme, Consecrate the Present, Invest in Your Future. And you can see those show notes at jesussmart.com slash 299. Our next episode is a hot take roundtable with one Jason Howard and one Bruce Colbert. We did one of these before on the podcast and it was super received. These friends, we have tenured relationships. I would say hundreds of hours of dialogue together over several years, lots of synergy. Usually we're just talking over coffee or on Zoom and almost without fail, it is dynamic. The Holy Spirit gets in the mix. We're hoping to bring that right through the mics in that episode, episode 300. By the way, we will be having a special celebratory episode for 300 episodes coming up shortly, sometime after the 300th episode, maybe 310 or something like that, looking at highlights, uh, hearing from listeners, all of that good stuff. Right after this 11-minute segment from the Wild Ox Prayer podcast that I also host, I'll be back with a few more minutes of content on the surprising connection between living with the light and your capacity to exercise dominion in life. There's a connection between delight and dominion. On the Wild Ox podcast, each tight episode spotlights a potent kingdom prayer dynamic. We quest after that, and then we activate a prayer edge in culture, society, and the nations. Today's emphasis in prayer is for a renewed consecration over our life domains, finance or wellness, relationships, work, career, our home life. We renew our consecration to secure protection and to secure fruitfulness and higher performance in life, all for the glory of God. We're seeking to express dominion, not in our own name, not in our own interest, but under the sovereignty of God. You see, the scripture says that all dominion belongs to the Lord. But if we're honest with the scriptures, we understand that dominion is exercised by his daughters and sons in the kingdom, and we give that dominion back and that glory to God. Joshua, he told the people back in Joshua chapter 3, verse 5, they were just on the edge of a new season, getting ready to possess the promised land. They had now come through the wilderness. They had been earlier delivered from slavery in Egypt. Much had happened, but now they were poised, poised to enter a new land, just like I believe you are and I am. We all have a funny word, a landedness in Christ that we are called to possess for his glory, to give witness to him, to show forth his excellencies. And Joshua told the people in chapter 3, verse 5, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. You see, fresh consecration is a precedent to fresh, amazing things aligned with God's will, aligned with that higher storyline of Christ and his kingdom. Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. We'll focus on it in this 11-minute episode, and I'll see you right after that for a few more minutes of content about the surprising connection between delight and dominion. Enjoy. Welcome. In this episode, we can develop in the logic and language of kingdom prayer, and then we pray, pulling back, consecrating things in a fresh way. The Wild Ox Podcast. Tight episodes, 10 minutes or less. This is Brian Del Turco. Each episode highlights a fresh, 
kingdom prayer dynamic, and then we activate a prayer edge in culture, society, and the nations. Psalm 92.10, my horn, a symbol of strength and warfare, you have exalted like a wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. Our prayer dynamic today has to do with words. If we don't stumble in our words, we are a perfect man, a complete person. This is what James says in chapter 3. We're finished, we're perfect, we're mature, there's a soundness and a wholeness if we don't stumble in our words. That chapter is fascinating. We can actually bridle situations so that they obey us just as we put a bridle on a horse. That means we can turn situations pivots, new trajectories in kingdom advance. And no matter the fierce winds, James says that like a ship out in the midst of fierce winds, we can establish new vectors and trajectories with that rudder of our tongue. It's beneath the waterline, it's hidden, but what is your inclination? James says there, wherever the inclination or impulse of the helmsman desires What do you desire as you align with the throne of God and as you pray before the Father? Our tongue has outsized leverage for good or for bad. And unfortunately, by default, our tongue is a fire. It says it's a cosmos or a world of iniquity causing great destruction. It sets on fire the, from the Greek, the wheel of Genesis or the cycle of beginnings or the circle of existence and it can be connected with hell fire. Let's resolve afresh that our tongue will consistently yield a fresh flow from the wells of salvation. Isaiah 12, 3, therefore with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. And so we use the logic of the kingdom and the language of the kingdom in prayer. But don't forget that in our daily lives, our daily conversation and speech, outside of what we normally think of as prayer, we have to be consistent. We have to have our speech aligned with what we're praying about. There has to be a congruency. In prayer, we tune to that logic. We tune to that language of the kingdom, and we must make sure that it's congruent with the kingdom, and it must be congruent, coherent on a practical level in our lives. Remember, we are the prayer. You can't separate prayer as something you do from what you are or who you are. And so our prayer focus today is a bit of a pullback, praying over ourselves, our homes, our relationships. We consecrate things, everything in a fresh way. We're actually doing some maintenance and some preparatory prayer. I'm drawing from prayer prompts uh, via Pastor Scott Reese, a pastor in Illinois, and also John Eldridge of Wild at Heart in his book on prayer, Moving Mountains, subtitle, Praying with Passion, Confidence, and Authority. What Eldridge says is that the act of consecration is repairing the wiring. It's the first step before God's protection and provision can flow. It's that fresh act of dedicating ourselves and everything about ourselves, our relationships, our home, our job, our sexuality, whatever needs God's grace, deliberately 
and intentionally bringing it to Jesus in a current way, bringing it fully into his kingdom and under his rule. Now, you may say, wait a minute, I thought the kingdom rule of Jesus was established. It is established. It is finished. But things have to be appropriated, and here's where many miss it. Things have to be consistently appropriated by faith in prayer in a concrete and practical way. And so we pray, Father, today in the name of Jesus, we come before you strategically and offensively praying for culture, society, and the nations. But we realize that we must be in a prepared state a state of readiness in our personal world. Our desire is to be a part of that house of prayer for all nations, Father. We want to be global in Leonard Sweet's word, be locally based, locally living our lives in a practical way, and yet globally connected, globally aware, the house of prayer for the nations. Father, may we hone the craft of our living and the craft of our prayer life, for we are the prayer. Father, we raise the sword of the Spirit in faith. We activate our faith by basing it on living words from you, Jesus, via your Spirit to us, quickening your your voice to us. May your anointing in us be released, and we seek to strike preemptive strikes against the forces of darkness that have aligned against us, our children, maybe our marriage, our relationships, our personal affairs, our home, our future. Lord, we secure the borders by faith. We consecrate by the word of God and prayer. Holy Spirit, we sense and realize and are believing that hell has picked up on the sound sights and signals of the kingdom shift that is underway and has strategized a warfare to assault us and to derail our faith. Father, in the name of Jesus, may we be sensitive and aware and alert and engage in spiritual warfare, extra dimensional chess. May we engage in prayer casting into the future over the horizon prayer and proclamation. Would you show us by your spirit what we should be praying about? helping us and infusing us with energy to pray about it. Thank you, Lord. We don't want to leave areas of our lives unprotected and vulnerable and weak. We want to pull back to ourselves, to our heart, and then to our our immediate core of life and relationships. Thank you, Father. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome your promptings. We welcome your energy. We welcome you coming alongside of us as a prayer partner, seizing prayer targets with us. Thank you, Father. Father, we realize that in this time of uh, intense spiritual warfare that the foundations may be shaken, and we want to secure our lives in you. We want to secure our assets in Christ. Anything left unsecured will be easy prey. Father, we strike first. We take nothing for granted. Holy Spirit, would you open our spiritual eyes and understanding? Would you energize us to strike first, asking the Father to reveal anything offensive to him that could serve as an invitation to darkness in our lives? Give us discernment, Holy Spirit. Help us to remove offenses, unforgiveness, 
schisms in the body, disunity, anything that is not in alignment with Christ's likeness that could serve as an invitation to darkness, compromise of any sort. Holy Spirit, open our eyes. Give us a zeal for holiness and for consecration. We align with the throne of God afresh. Alignment is protection. We recommit to obedience in a fresh way. Obedience is security in God. We uh, recommit to living a clean life. Cleansing is breakthrough. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever, staying power. And so, Father, as we pray for the nations and society and culture, at times may we pull back and do maintenance and realignment, and may we strike first in these core areas before the enemy can strike us. May we secure our borders in life as we advance in victory. Father, show us how to posture in a place of sustained outpouring of your spirit and power that establishes the destiny of your legacy and your lineage, what you are doing, your story, your activity in the world. And we thank you for it. May we make it a part of our daily and weekly prayer cadence. Pulling back, search me, O God, uh, preservation and prayer and prayer protection. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. To see the show notes page for this episode, go to wildoxprayer.com slash nine, the number nine, to take it deeper. Can I encourage you to take this kingdom prayer dynamic into your personal prayer time and even into your connections with others in prayer? And here's an invite to explore another podcast I host, Jesus Smart, the podcast. Jesus is brilliant. He knows how this life works best. Simply search Jesus Smart on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or other favorite listening options. Thank you for praying with me. Wild Ox Prayer, untamed, mighty prayer for culture, society, and the nations. For notes and more to take it deeper, visit wildoxprayer.com. Consecration is powerful. We invoke and invite the lordship and the leadership of Christ into all things. It's a powerful dynamic that the enemy wants to keep you from. He will contend for it, but you can press through and get it if you want it enough in the Lord. He will give you the grace to to secure that consecration, the protection, and the increased fruitfulness, and the execution of God's will, God's design in your life. Well, let me just talk to you for a few minutes before we close out today about this surprising connection between delight and dominion. Way back in early Genesis, chapters 1, 2, 3, Adam and Eve were called, they were designed and given a commission by God to tend and guard the garden. Through their descendants and over time, they were to extend that garden throughout the earth. I believe, and and many scholars would believe, that outside of that garden, however large it was, there was an area that needed to be developed and cultivated. Uh, There was likely chaos there, and it was probably an area that the fallen Lucifer, Satan himself, trafficked in. We know in Genesis 3, 
that he penetrated the garden through the form of a snake. It's very mysterious. He obtained his temporary goal of getting uh, humanity into disobedience and out of alignment with God's commissioning. The Garden of Eden, what does Eden mean? Eden actually means Garden of Delight. That's what the word means. And there's this surprising connection between delight and our ability, capacity to exercise dominion. I believe that when the Lord came down from time to time and walked with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day, it was a delightful relationship. There was likely coaching and learning going on and intimacy and relationship and conversation and equipping them in their life as they grew, as they learned, as they began to cultivate that latent potential in the garden. They were to guard it from evil and tend it and cultivate it, just like you are called to guard and to tend and cultivate that sphere of life I think it's pronounced aegis or aegis. That aegis, it means that span of influence that you have, that stewardship in your own life. You too, I too am called to do that. But there's a surprising connection between delighting ourselves in the Lord. In Psalm 37, 4, David said, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you, he will grant to you the desires of your heart. There's just such alignment when we delight ourselves in the Lord. And there's a connection between this garden of delight dynamic, if I could say it that way, in our lives and our ability to obey the Lord, the commissioning of the Lord to exercise dominion on his behalf. I don't know if you've ever heard of George Mueller. I believe he lived during the 1800s in the United Kingdom, and he was a person who uh, had orphanages. I believe it was five orphanages that he um, had over the course of his lifetime. I think towards the end, he had five all at one time. He was a person of prayer. He never asked for money, ever. He never requested money. He only prayed it in. Now, I'm not saying requesting money is necessarily wrong, but this was the way God led him, at least, and the conviction that he had, and there's something there for us to learn from, but he prayed in millions of dollars in support. It would just come in. It would just show up, and he never asked for it like we see so much of. Now, here's what he said, though, about delighting in the Lord and about getting happy in the Lord. Here's his quote. I saw more clearly than ever, and by the way, can I just... Stop right here. George Mueller's youth and adolescence was dark. He was into immorality. He led a very sinful life. He was not aligned with the Lord in his childhood and adolescence, but he came to the Lord and began to engage the Lord, I believe, in early adulthood. Maybe it was very late adolescence. He became a powerhouse of faith. Okay, here's his quote, though. I saw more clearly than ever that the first great and primary business to which I ought to attend every day was to look at my cell phone first thing in the morning. No, he didn't say that. The great and primary business to which I ought to attend every day was to have my soul happy in the Lord. He found out through experience that he needed through the word, through prayer, through spending time with the Lord, he needed to get his disposition into a state of happiness or delight. Now, I'm calling it a dominion disposition. And as we look at this week, this month, this quarter, this year, 
I want you, I want to encourage you, and I am aspiring to leave everything on the field, everything on the table. I want, by God's grace, to put such pressure on the enemy through prayer, through praise, through proclamation, through performance of God's will, as best as I can. It's not going to be perfect. I'm sure I'm going to take a step back and two steps forward from time to time, but I am looking for a new trajectory. I'm looking for a new arc, a new momentum. Momentum, big mo, is our friend in life, in all things. And when it comes to you know, kingdom development and really questing after God's will, Big Mo is our friend. I pray for a holy Mo for you, okay? But dominion disposition, you know, depression is not a fruit of the Holy Spirit, okay? Contrary to maybe what you've experienced or you have seen around you uh, in some forms of the expression of religion or church, depression is not a fruit of the Holy Spirit, you know, living life like a dirge. Come on now. Uh, Those areas of our life where there seems to be a chronic lamentation or some kind of a perpetual sigh waking every morning like to awake. Who wants to wake to awake in the morning, right? We want the music score of our life not to be taps, but to be the song of the Lord. So I'm encouraging you. Maybe we can talk more about this. Reach out to me if you'd like to engage on this. Delight. The surprising connection between the delight of the Lord and dominion. Okay. Well, jesussmart.com slash 299-299 is the show notes page for this episode. Just go there if you want to take things further. And, you know, if you feel, if you know someone that would get value from this particular episode, pass it along to them. And uh, you can just let them know. And you can always search Jesus Smart on your favorite podcast app. It's everywhere. Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audible, Amazon Music, everywhere. It's even on YouTube. So just go to those places and encourage your friend to search for Jesus Smart. It'll pull it right up. Okay, I appreciate you. Thanks for listening and for sharing this episode. And I am going to be praying and believing for God's best for you in the near horizon.